Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music.
list down here. Uh, beautiful time with her. She's getting so big. Shout out to my babies. Um, I got my mother-in-law here now. Um, it's getting crazy, man. Just It's just you know, a lot of back and forth driving in the city, but all fun, all good. Um, you know, it's good to hear your voice, TP. Um, we got a lot to cook, man. Let's let's get to cooking, brother. Let's, let's do what we got to do, baby. Um, I mean, you, you, you clicked on it, so let's talk about it. I was going to save that for a little later, but, um, you know, we had conflicting reports today. Um, Boomer Size and a WFAN and uh, local radio in New York City um, said that the, the Giants and New York football Giants and Saquon Barkley are getting close uh, to a deal that a deal is wasn't eminent, but they're they're getting closer and it should be done by the Monday deadline. Obviously, the deadline for Saquon Barkley to sign his franchise tag is July seventh, that Monday. Um, but then a report came out from um, ESPN, uh, Diana. I, I forget her last name, Lucy or something like that, um, came out and said that basically two sides were still fall apart. Fall apart and, and there was a good chance that um, he would not, not only not sign his tender, but won't be uh, suiting up for the Giants by week one. Uh, so that came out, I think, an hour or two after that first report. So. Um, it's getting down to the wire. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's going to get done. I feel like everybody's just, you know, it's to do about nothing. TP, what do you think about Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants right now? Well, I think this is a, a problem. Um, he watched the money go completely to a player that I know to myself. I won't even speak on behalf of everybody that I think would probably think the same way. I know that he's better than the player that they dumped the money into. And um, they're making him settle for the pennies while this guy gets the nickels over four years. Um, I think this can get messy. Um, if Lamar was ready to do it and the Ravens finally folded and ended up giving him the money, not everything fully guaranteed, but he ends up getting paid. If the Giants don't appease Saquon, this is really going to have to prove to Danny Dimes, nickels or pennies, that if he's the guy or not. I know that Saquon is a big piece of that offense. If not, he's a huge percentage of what they do. It sets up a lot for Daniel Jones. But right now, if they want to play hardball with what the Giants are trying to build from, because they just got to their playoffs with him last year, I don't think they're a playoff team without him. And that's a setback if he's doing this, heading toward training camp and preseason, so on and so forth. This is an issue. I've seen some interviews with him, too, and he's he's holding his ground. And I don't blame him. And we've been up here in this kitchen cooking up as much as possible about this topic it is very interesting that it's gotten to this point that they are – people are tired of taking what they give you. You have to go out there and get what you earn. Um, I know some people in my life, even including Barry, that said, I'm going to go out there and get what I deserve, and went out there and got it. So Saquon is in that same situation, played as hard as he could. He played while they got rid of Odell. They started force-feeding him the ball. He tore his leg up so many different times, trying to do everything he could for this organization, and they're telling him to take it or leave it. I don't blame him. And this can get messy if this spills into the month of August. Yeah, I mean, they got a deadline of Monday until 4 o'clock um, to get a deal done. And, you know, I hate comparing the two players, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, because there's two different positions. You're not going to pay a quarterback what you pay a running back, unfortunately. Um, but what I what I saw when I heard is that the Giants were in the were willing to go to that $14 million a year range, which is probably a happy medium. It's not 16 that um, 
McCaffrey guy, Christian McCaffrey, who's currently on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think he's in the third year of his four-year deal. But it, it is, you know, a good medium. It, it's a, it's definitely higher than it, – it's, I think, 40% higher than the $10 million tag that he's eligible to get this year. Um, I think it's – like I said before, it's the guaranteed money, TP, right, that, you know, he's looking for – um, not it's not so much the years, more just the guaranteed money. So um, I feel like the deal is going to get done. I, I don't think that Saquon – Saquon has played this pretty close to the vest for the most part. I think a lot of stories have leaked out, and um, I would doubt that a lot of those stories not only come from him or is but or really what he's thinking, right? So I think he he's played this pretty well. I think you know not showing up that everybody expected him to make. Um, so I feel like everything is kind of taking longer than we would like, but I feel like there's not a lot of animosity. That there's there there's that sense of Barkley not being happy with the tag. He doesn't he didn't want to be tagged. But I feel like both sides want to get this done, right? I think he wants to be a Giant, and the Giants want him here. It's just really trying to get to that happy medium for both sides, and I feel like it's going to get done. I mean, Diana Rossini, you know, said that if a long-term deal isn't done, like I said, he 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 is willing to sit out. I don't think it's going to get that far. I just don't – I don't believe it. Um, you know, and I, I've been proven wrong plenty of times, and I think the chefs all love it when the bill is proven wrong, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong. But in my mind, in my heart, I don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like he's going to be a giant in week one. Anything to add to that, TP? Yeah, it's good to be optimistic and kind of like <laughs> how, how things go back in the time. But this is a sign of the time where things are changing. Things are changing. And um, if you know, people like Deshaun go through their issues. Lamar goes through his issues. Why can't Saquon? Why is Saquon the one that has to sit back? And I get it. You're saying that the quarterback gets more money than Saquon, but come on. He doesn't deserve more money than Saquon. And at the end of the day, I know that they don't want I, – I, I, you, you asked me if I had the questions. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to address this. Okay, okay, Skip. Since you don't want me to get through my monologue, go ahead, Skip. Go ahead, Skip. You want you want to talk Skip, then go ahead, Skip. No, no. <laughs> The fact fact of the matter is, if the Giants let this go crazy, this is a setback, and this ain't a setup for the future. Um, They got to address this as soon as possible. I don't want them to go into the month of August with this stuff lingering. He sits out preseason, then he's crappy going into the season if they do bring him. But I get where Barry's coming from. Like, you don't want this to be that situation where it's lingering and you being hopeful for your team and so on and so forth. I I really feel like he's already – intrigued so many teams around the league where he wanted to go. So this is this is our ball, and it's summertime. So if y'all want to play baseball, then play ball. I, I don't think the Giants have that time to play around with it. They got to do something crucial upstairs. Um, I get it, that tag is in front of them, but um, this may end up costing them. They don't really have a stud, a stud running back behind them. And um, I, I know the run sets up things for Daniel Jones. If they're putting – $40 million a year in this dude's pocket. Y'all got to set him up all the way around the board. If not, that's a damn near close to $200 million investment that's going to go down the drain. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't not disagree with you. Um, everything you're saying is right, but, I mean, like I said, I just don't put 
Deshaun and, and Lamar in that same box as Saquon. The running back position is so different because we're talking about a lot of running backs right now that are either in that holding pattern because they don't want to sign that tenure or they don't have a job, right? You, right? you got Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have a job. Um, he was released out of his contract. You got Dalvin Cook, really good running back. Not doesn't look like there's going to be a rush. Not that there's not going to be a rush to get him, but he's not in a rush to sign a deal. It doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. It's probably going to be, you know, mid to late August that when a deal gets done. Um, you got J- Jaco- uh, Jake, uh, Josh Jacobs. I'm sorry. Josh Jacobs, really good running back with the Raiders. I don't know. There's, I haven't, if you haven't heard anything about Barkley, the, the contract negotiation talks around Jacobs is close to non-existent. Um, I just I don't know what what's going to happen with him. So the running back position is so different. It's compared to the quarterback position. It's you know I don't know I don't know if you can say yeah Daniel Jones doesn't deserve it to be paid as much as Barkley. Yeah, but I, I look at it relative to the quarterback position. You know what I mean? He's not a bargain, but not as well paid as the others. So. But listen, I, listen. I gotta, I gotta have a pocket full of sunshine sprinkled over my head, half, half full of glass, and all that kind of stuff. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, hey, it's gonna work. It's gonna work out. Everything's gonna be alright. No, I know you, you, you're, you're know a hopeful I mean? fan. You're hope, you're hopeful fan at the end of the day. And you talking about Josh Jacobs? I don't, I don't even care about the Raiders right now. The way the Raiders are playing, they don't know if they want Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> they don't, they don't know if they want Jimmy Garoppolo to run the show like. And Devontae Adams out there all by himself. You brought him there, and he's disgruntled because you got rid of their car. You think we really mm-hmm. going to be worried about the Raiders? The Raiders have their own issue, and Josh McDaniels is the coach that nobody likes. So they have their own right. issues in there. It ain't just Josh Jacobs to be worried about. And I'm tired of everybody trying to tell everything to a running back, this running back, that. They mean something on that field at the end of the day. Absolutely. You got to have a run Absolutely. game. You got to have a pass game. That's how you're going to win games. Run pass got to balance out. Defense wins championships, period. So they can act like they could devalue the running back all they want. Get rid of Saquon. Sit him out. I guarantee the Giants don't win 10 games. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If they sit Saquon out, they will not win 10 games, period. We could bet. We could do whatever you want. I'll treat you to the, the hibachi spot you love. I, I, we could do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and I just, I just hate how the running back position has been devalued, and we've been talking about it for years, and people don't believe it. But these guys, I know we don't, you don't really necessarily care about Jacobs. It's just that microcosm of the running back position. He's a damn good running back, and it doesn't look like there's anywhere he's anywhere near a contract. You know, Elliott was um, once removed from being. Uh, a Pro Bowl running back, Dalvin Cook. I what four or five seasons of over a thousand yards. He's a, he's a beast. I can't get a job, so it, it's frustrating from the running back position. Uh, really all, quick, TV, all, let's stay all, in New York. Okay. Ahead, all three sorry. of those running backs that you mentioned. All three of those running backs you mentioned have issues. Zeke, everybody's saying he's gained weight, and lost a step, right? Dalvin yep, Cook, yep. name a season that he Dalvin Cook, name a season that he didn't get injured, right? And now Josh <laughs> am I lying? Am I lying? No, you're not. I'm telling you're you. You're not. Truth. You're not. Okay. 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 And then Josh Jacobs, he has to prove that he's mature. You were in Vegas 
and got caught out yeah. there DUI and right by the airport. You out there acting up. People aren't going to mother people that are immature right now, especially when you're supposed to have grown from Oakland to Las Vegas. You did not. So that's why these people are leaving those three alone. So ha, 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 ha with that one. Try again. Um, Zeke may end up getting signed um, because they said he's been lingering around Dallas trying to get re-signed. I don't know if Dallas is going to pull the trigger. I know Dalvin's going to end up getting picked up sooner or later. I don't think they're going to wait till the last minute to mess with Dalvin Cook. But the Josh Jacobs situation, I feel like they're playing hardball with him in Vegas. He's going to end up being a running back out there unless the Raiders really want to wreck this season in uh, tank. That's the best word I can use. Right. I think Dalvin will be a Dolphin or a Bill. In my in my, in my mind, I, I think that's where he's headed. No, it's um, not. But, he could be a Giant. He's going to take Dalvin. Dalvin, Dalvin could be a Giant. Let Dalvin be a Giant. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I think he'll he'll have a job by the time the season rolls around. Uh, I want to say in New York real quick, uh, talking about um, New York, I'm going to switch to the, the Gang Green, uh, my dad's team. Um, they have been selected to be the Hard Knocks team this season. Last year it was the Detroit Lions. Um, this year it is the New York Jets. I believe this is their second appearance on Hard Knocks. Um, their, fir- uh, w- their first appearance was memorable, um, you know, with with uh, Rex Ryan. Let's get an effing snack. Uh, that was that was pretty classic. That was a pretty good Hard Knocks too. But last year I, I really enjoyed Hard Knocks, uh, watching the um, Detroit Lions. This year um, the Jets are in there. First time they've been on there since 2010. What do you think about the Jets being on Hard Knocks, or do you, you, know, you don't really care? <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's not like that. I, I, I mean, I, before last season, I'd never watched Hard Knocks. I watched like one episode when Dallas was there. And Tio was on the Cowboys, yeah. and that's what yeah. that's what Tio and Pac-Man were going at, and Pac-Man was locking Tio up, and then Tio told Tony Romo, "I'm gonna do a double move and cook him," and he cooked him, and that's. That was the first and last episode I can remember watching that, and I can still remember Pac-Man said, you got to use a double move. That's the only way you can beat me is a double move. So I, I remember that. But last year I was just so into it because it's just like I got it because it's the team that I love. I got to watch it. And then um, everybody loved what Jamal did. I, 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 I didn't like that, how Jamal started it up and got emotional and tried to rile him up. It was just a speech that he said, and everybody fell in love with us from there. But the the part that I started liking it or loving the situation was when Aiden Hutchinson did the Michael Jackson and had everybody yeah. going crazy. They they are replaying that still to this day because he got the whole room to jump around. And then um, the surprising you know upcoming of Amon St. Brown and um, he he still knows all the receivers that were selected before him and how how much work ethic mm-hmm. he put into the season and then watching it come to fruition throughout the season. So. Of course, I watch it, but this season coming up with the Jets, I've been watching, like, column and link and video and blog. Everybody thinks this could be a complete nightmare. But it's going to be pretty interesting because I think Robert Sally is a good coach. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to watch these last little bit of steps that Rodgers puts together. Like, no matter if you like him or not, I've seen this boy whole career at least twice a season in Detroit and in Green Bay, so I had to watch him, you know, so – now I'm glad that we got him out of the division and we won the last time I seen him. So I don't, I'm not even bitter about it. I'm glad somebody else got to deal with him. But the interesting thing I want to see is, and and this is just personal for me, I want to see mm-hmm. Zach Wilson kind of get, I don't yeah. even want to say exposed, but try to learn off of what's going to happen yeah. with Rodgers. Because Rodgers ain't in this league for too long unless he really want to ride this out like Brady and go to 45, 46 years old. I don't think so. Rodgers made a ton of money. 
unless the Jets really make the Super Bowl run this year, <laughs> Rodgers, I think, is two, three years left in them just to play. I mean, he probably could play the 45 because he's mobile and can make a whole bunch of passes, but it'll be intriguing to see. And, you know, Rodgers always trying to dodge those important questions. You don't really get the vulgar out of them. You know you're going to get the curse words and everything out of him too. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Jets do do and if it could carry right into the regular season, watching Sauce and company get into it too. But I'm I'm impressed on what they – they forced them to do it. The Jets didn't even say yes. Well, they, they forced them to do it. Like the NFL, I right. guess, wants to hitch themselves to a legend, a great, and Rodgers. I can't even take that away from him because I know what he means to the game. And – um all the people that love that, that for hard knocks and, and Jets like it's something for us to watch to go into the uh, preseason. So I'm, I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm wavy about it. Like I could, I could do with it, I could do without it. It's an AFC team. I'm, I'm not a Jet fan, but I get it. There are pieces on the Jets that I do like, so I, I'll, I'll watch it if I can. You know, I'm not gonna run home at nine like I was when the, the Lions was up there. I'm running home, so. It's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I usually watch the re I, not the replay. I have HBO Max or well, it's Max now, but I usually watch it on there. Um, you know, at some point during the week, because you know we have our shows and it's hard to watch it. So I'll probably catch it like later in the week, like maybe on a Thursday or Friday, something like that. Um, you know, the criteria for the teams is really limiting, right? TP. So, um, you know, it's like you can't have first year head coaches. Um. You can't have a team that qualified for the playoffs um, for for the past two seasons. And you can't have teams that appeared in the last 10 seasons. So then that list, really, you go from, what, 32 teams, that list went to four teams. It was the Jets, the Bears, the Saints, and the Commanders. Out of those teams, I think the, the Jets are the most intriguing with all the star power that they have with Aaron Rodgers and then – the little side stories they have with, um, to your point, Zach Wilson, which will be very interesting to see how um, he is, he's kind of operating behind uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Rodgers, I think, will have maybe one, two years left. Zach Wilson's in the third year of his contract. Probably at the end of it, you'd have to say, okay, do I pick up his option or do I let him walk or start over with a new quarterback? That'll be very interesting in a, in a year or two to see what the Jets plan to do. But, you know, that's a side story. Sauce Gardner is very exciting to me, right? Like, I, 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 he was a really, you know, uh, defensive rookie of the year. You got the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson, who you not know, came out of nowhere, but, you know, just really set the world on fire with the games that he was having with no quarterback, essentially. So um, I, there's a lot of side stories that you have with this Jets team that I think is more intriguing than the other teams that, you know, I mentioned. Nobody wants to see the commanders. Bears maybe with Justin Fields, but not a lot going for them. And the Saints are more or less rebuilding too. So I think the Jets were the, the, the clear choice. So I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I, like I said, I really enjoyed watching the, the Lions. I've watched uh, pretty much every season. Um, I watched the Cowboys. I watched. Uh, I remember the Ravens, one of the first ones uh, with uh, Ray Lewis, your boy from the U, and, and Shannon Sharp. They were hilarious. Uh, Saragusa, he was funny as well. Um, you know, there's, there was a lot of good seasons of, of hard knocks that, you know, really interest me and really were, you know, really fun to watch. I thought the Rams were a pretty good one, too, a couple of years ago. So it's a, it's a good show. I, I think I'll be, do a good job with it. Call in number is always 929-477-2759. I just definitely wanted to get that out there. That was some news that were coming, was coming out. Uh, TP, 
Are you watching the ESPYs, brother? Are you watching the ESPYs? Oh no, not at this moment. I'm I'm tuned into what we got going on. That's cool. I go into a black room <laughs> and just you know vibe out as best as I can. But uh, what, what's happening on the ESPYs right now? I have no idea. I'm not watching. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, why I watch Why did you do that for? <laughs> well, I saw some of the, the ladies out there in the dresses, and I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, all right, we're good. So, I mean, you know, I'm not – I mean, I, I don't think I've ever really watched the ESPN. It's not something I'm really, like, overly interested Man, or eager to watch. ESPN is, in, ESPN is in so much trouble. It's like I don't – I'm – I stopped really caring about them. I, they, they're, they're something I watch when I'm really bored. Like, if there's really nothing to watch, yeah. then it's like ESPN right now. ESPN is really looking horrible. If you really want to talk sports on a network, they got rid of everybody. Yeah. They're hitching their wagon to Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. Smith talking about he not safe. And people on every media is like, why did they keep him? He's going back and forth with everybody, too. This is a mess that ESPN is trying to save money. You shouldn't have been shelling out that much money to everybody else just because they're talking sports. You you guys bringing He's up on it. unreasonable person after unreasonable person, and now y'all got rid of all of the big guys that really meant something to your network. Y'all got rid of Max Kellerman. That's probably one of your best boxing specialists. Y'all got rid of Jalen Rose, who knows more basketball than everybody on your panel. On your panel, y'all yep. still look to see when they flip to be your basketball guy. Jalen Rose been to a doggone NBA final. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I I don't get this at all. Keyshawn Johnson, Super Bowl winner. What, what are you talking about? ESPN is in trouble. They are in so much turmoil. They are they are blaming it on money, viewership, so on and so forth. They know that a lot of people have dropped their viewership because of what Skip left. And when Max broke off with Stephen A, and Stephen A is still out there touting around like he's the guy, ESPN is now their face with karma. It's all coming back to them right now. Of course, it's something to watch because we all love the sport that they may be viewing during the season, but there is mayhem going on in Bristol, Connecticut, New York City, L.A. They got rid of Neil Everett. That's one of my favorite sportcasters on there. Neil Everett is gone. Like, what? Like, ESPN is in trouble. Like it or not, how many names they may have cut, they are in trouble. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I, I, I saw today that, um, you know, Cal, longtime um, basketball and college basketball analyst, is, is dealing with vocal cord cancer. Prayers up to him because I grew up watching him. But guys like that, you know, they're not going to be there or they're not there mm-hmm. right now. And it's, it's, it's a totally different vibe at ESPN. I mean, I, I can talk about it really quick. Um, you know, honestly, ESPN's model is failing. You know, you can't give Stephen A a lot. I, listen, I, I, I don't want to talk bad about these guys because I do like them. I do not look up to them, but, I, you know, people like them are why I'm doing a show with you. You know what I mean? Because that's what I always wanted to do when I was younger, right? But, you know, you're selling out a lot of money to Stephen A. Smith. You just signed um, Pat McAfee to a massive deal. And then it's it's a bad optic when these guys are getting this money, and then you know Chris, like Chris Mad Dog Russo gets a nice shot for once a week, and then you let guys to your point Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman. That was really disheartening. I think a couple of female, um, you know Susie Culver, who's like not the face of ESPN, but she's been there for over twenty years. You know that's disheartening to see her go. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. Um, Jalen Rose, you look at that panel that they had, right? It was him, Stephen A., Greeny, and and um, Wilbon. 
gotta just let go. You know, to your point, you're absolutely right. So it just doesn't make any sense. But the problem with ESPN, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but I'll be real with you, it's because of cable, cable TV. Cable TV is failing, right? Everybody's cutting the cord. I've cut the cord years ago. I don't have cable TV. Now you have these, you know, streaming um, networks like, um, you know, like on the Roku or Amazon, like you have Sling TV and uh, Football TV and all these kind of devices that you can pick and choose if you want ESPN. ESPN was getting all this money because everybody had to have cable. Now you have options. People aren't paying for ESPN anymore. They tried to get their ESPN Plus like everybody else has. Nobody's buying it. The only reason I have it is because I have a Disney bump. And because I, you know, and that's the only reason I kept Hulu. It's because I have Disney Plus, I have Hulu, and I have ESPN as a bump. I don't use, the, I don't use ESPN Plus. So, like, the money that they were getting, they're not getting that money anymore. And they shelled out a lot of money to get Major League Baseball, NBA basketball, right? Then they have... Uh, college football, they have NFL. They paid a lot of money to get these sports on their network, on their streaming device that nobody's buying. <laughs> so, of course, they're hemorrhaging money. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's mm-hmm. just a bad business model. And now they're trying to – they're at the point where they're saying they're going to pull their programming off of cable, off of these streaming devices, and make you buy ESPN Plus to, to view their network. Guess what? I don't need ESPN that bad. I'm not going to go to, like, I, why would I go to a separate app to find something? Like, I don't watch TV like that. I don't consume um, television that way. Like, I, I'm old school, like, as it may be. I'm used to flipping a channel. My kids are used to going to an app. They'll go to YouTube or they'll go to, um, you know, Disney Plus or whatever. I don't do that. I don't go app to app to app. I, I'm on my TV. I'm changing channels. That's it. I'm not going to go watch the game on on Yes Network on my streaming device and then, oh, let me see what's on ESPN, close the app, go into another app, go. No, I'm not doing all that. So hmm. it's a failed business model. They're, it's only going to get worse. I don't know how they fixed it. I really don't care. <laughs> you know, like that's their well, problem. They should they should have figured it out. I, I, I feel the same Bradford. way. Um, no, 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 I'm, I'm on your side. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off if that's what was happening, but – like um, they mm-hmm. they're basically trying to make they force feeding people the product, and it was it that's that's when that saying comes into play. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they've been chasing right. money for a long time, and knowing people are gonna gravitate to the sports that they went to, uh, you know, pull in at the end of the day, and um, people are finding other ways to view it. So they don't really need what ESPN is bringing to the table at the end of the day. We got each other. That's the worst part. Like. Everybody has another person that could hitch them to something else to get to what they need to get and fan their hand at ESPN and the president they they trying to act like they pay per view, like for sports. Like you know, <laughs> ESPN really clutch themselves at the end of the day, even in their boxing matches, like when they show it on ESPN yeah. they're making people pay ESPN fight. Like, no, you're not Showtime or HBO. Like you guys went from right. basic cable to trying to be premium and make people pay premium money for it while everything is you know, inflation ridden. Like, like I don't. <laughs> this is a tough scenario for ESPN. I'm, I feel bad because this is home sweet home, Connecticut, and and one of the things that brings value to the state. But it's like, no, you guys are robbing us as the people blind and um, force people, force the people to a, a dude out of Queens that y'all think is Stuart Scott. 
He'll never be Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott had that vibe. God rest your soul, man. I know they need you now. They need Dan Patrick. They need all of the old guys that had ESPN ringing. Now people would like, if they want to hear something about sports, they turn to ESPN, they're like, oh, I'll watch something else to get to it. It's like, no, I remember an era where everybody fiend to watch Sports Center. Fiend, like, and watch repeat, watch yeah. repeat, watch repeat. That That's gone. That That is gone now. The ESPN is, is soaked themselves into uh, whack juice. They're dripping with it. It's all over them. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Listen, I love Stephen A. I think he's great. I, I agree. He's not a Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. I've heard stories about him, some good, some bad. But at the end of the day, like, he opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. And Stephen A. Smith is great, and he's he's really good at what he does. But I, it's, I don't know if you can hit your wagon on that consistently. You know what I mean? The guy is running himself ragged, if you ask me. Like, he's doing a million things. And – Oh yeah, I got a show on ESPN. I got to focus on. You know what I mean? Like, I I'm like you. When I was younger, you know, I would watch on a Sunday. I would watch the one o'clock game. I'd watch the four o'clock game. But I made sure by seven o'clock I had to have it on ESPN because I had to watch prime time. That was everything. Right. And now it's like it's back, but you got to go to the app to find. I'm not going to the app to watch this. I don't. I, Dude, it's first of all, it's not the same. Like I can remember the music. I have the music playing in my head. Like when the highlights were going, like you know, da, 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 da. like I, you know what I'm saying? Like the, it was everything. And now it's just totally different. Like ESPN Plus to get UFC, another thing that they paid a lot of money for. It's just, it's just totally different. And you know, so honestly, some of the personalities, um, I don't, I don't care for. Like you know, I'm not gonna say. I'm not going to say names, but some of the personalities rub me the wrong way when they're t- supposed to be talking about a sport, but then they, they are the player, but the first thing they want to do is bring up their rap sheet. I, 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 it right. turns me off, but yeah. it, it, it completely turns me off because it's like, all right, this, you're talking about Brandon Miller getting drafted, the biggest moment of his life, but the first thing you want to talk about is the, you know, his connection to a case in Alabama that he, you know, it, that everybody knows he doesn't have anything to do with. But that's what you want to bring up with a straight face. Like, miss me with that. But um, Mr. Harvey is in the building. I'm going to bring him in. I know you want to get on that, too. <laughs> well, Michael, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, do you, ca- you guys care if I speak on this uh, oh, ESPN or cable thing real fast that you guys were just Yeah, go on? for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, but. Hey, first of all, much love, TP. How you doing, sir? And Billy, man. Uh, mm. Now, man, looking at this, I, I got one quick question for y'all, and then a follow up. If okay. ESPN had let, if ESPN had let Stephen A. Smith go, I'm not saying the man don't have a job, okay? But do you, th- how many of the guys that they just let go, do you think they would have been able to keep? <laughs> Good God. Probably most a, of a them. Third, a third imagine. or better. A third or better. At least a third or better. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And people that have more in-depth knowledge that he does. Right. And you still have some right. speakers and things on staff. And so <clears throat> I'm not insinuating mm-hmm. that he'd be let go. What I am saying is times are tight. You've been, you've been paying people real well. You're giving them a lot of money. I, I don't begrudge anybody for making the money that they make either, okay? Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But mm-hmm. you would have come back and said, listen, 
we're going to have to let some people go unless we do some other things. So I'm going to need you to take half of what you're making right now. If you consider it an insult and you want to go and you want to go join your boy Skip back over at Fox or something, then go do that, right? But we're going to have to, like, cut back on some things instead of letting all this talent and all these other people go that bring some depth to the game. I 100% agree with you about traditions and whatever else, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what they're hoping for and what they're banking on, and we will see. But, see, you just mentioned it a second ago. You cut the cord on cable. So you cut the cord on cable because people are streaming now. Things like Netflix or Hulu or whatever. People are streaming on these things, right? And so you kind of watch what you want, when you want. You can binge it, watch episodes, whatever, right? All that kind of stuff is what people do when it comes to streaming TV. The only exception to that is sports. I work in this industry. I I know at least for... One of the top five biggest cable companies in the in the industry, and we sell internet too, and that's what I sell most of. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the cable sales that I sell, especially come August, are for football and for sports, because sports mm-hmm. is the only appointment television left. You ain't going to watch a game three hours after because somebody going to F it up for you. Oh, of course. a text or a message or a call or whatever. Sports is the only appointment television left. And so if you look at your television bills, a cable, or if you had satellite. Satellite was cheaper for a while until those local broadcast people and those regional sports network surcharge people caught up to them. And then they had to start paying the same type of fees anyway. And some of them would hook you in by signing you for two years, and you got to pay the second year rate, which was increased, and all that. And they hook you into TV that way, right? Like this is a this is a thing that happened over years. But ESPN has doubled down on this idea that it costs. I it, they're going to have to continue to invest to make this work. And if they go bankrupt, and because of these most recent decisions that is either going to work out for them or they're going to go belly up faster because they just ponied up and got the new SEC deal. Like it's no longer CBS anymore. It's ABC, right. uh, ESPN, all that. So uh, they've also, like you said, you, you mentioned all the other things that they've ponied up for. And so we'll see how this works. But if you, in, on people's cable bill now, though, not counting what you pay for any of your channels and everything else, I have seen the regional sports network surcharge on a cable bill to be between nine and ten dollars. Yeah. Okay. What does it cost to have ESPN Plus for for per month? It's probably on average about three three dollars three four dollars. Probably about four four or five dollars. Yeah, about four or five dollars. If you if you get the bundle, yeah, a month. If you get the bundle. Um, it, the right. bundle's about twelve ninety nine ish, depending on what kind of bundle. I I honestly, Mike, I I get the bundle and I get it for free. Okay, I got because it. So what's going to happen? Because I because because I because the way that Verizon worked, Verizon worked a deal with them that it basically right. it's an add on for me. I get it for free. Yeah, I knew that. It's just like AT&T has an add-on with HBO Max, or what's just called Max. Exactly, right? like, exactly. There's, just, there's different right. ones that have add-ons. So this one has that. So 
what ESPN is hoping for over the course of this time is that a lot of people say, if I'm paying $10 a month just for a surcharge on my bill, and this is going to get me all this content, and I, can, and I can roll it into something else for my kids and my family as a streaming option, I may do it. And they're counting on that money coming in that way from subscribers who end up streaming more and more over time as TVs get smarter and smarter. And you don't even have, I mean, you don't even have to worry about plugging in uh, fire sticks or Roku's to dumb ones to make them smart. You know what I mean? Like once everything pretty much just syncs up. Uh, streaming is, is probably going to be the next wave as long as there's an option to be able to see things live. Like that's right. the... Uh, yeah, you know, that that's the key component that they're, you know, that, but eventually that money's going to stop going to TV and satellite companies and it's going to, it's going to go into paying for internet connections and it's going to go to those streaming platforms and people, the, the biggest thing though, and the reason why it hasn't become more of a thing yet is for exactly what you were saying before. I don't want to have to open this app or close this app or go get this or try to go into this or remember that I got to open this app in order to be able to see this team or this sport and this one's over in this app and whatever else, I'd rather just flip the channels. And that's why people don't always cut the cord, but uh, we're in that transition phase, and uh, it, it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see because it, if it doesn't work out, I don't think people have any idea uh, what the long-term ramifications, uh, you know, could be as far as coverage of the way the sport, some of the sports are done. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, ESPN is paying a lot of money for you. I forgot about the SEC deal. That's a, that was a big deal. But they have all four sports, including UFC, that they paid for, right? They're the, they're, they tried to be the hub for all the sports, right? Baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Now you got UFC. You know, they got other sports that they – tennis that they have, golfing they get. Like, they're trying to be the hub for all things right. sports. But they're just – I know guys that worked at ESPN and, and were let go. These are, this is years ago that they were failing. Years ago. Okay? And it's not it, – it, now it's got up to the point where the on-air talent is starting to, to feel the, the, the repercussions. But you're never going to see – I would never ask Stephen A. Smith to give his money back. That's his money. That's like an NFL player giving money back. I earned that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I w- you would never ask these guys to give that money back, but I would hope ESPN be more responsible how they're spending their money as well. So, well, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, ESPN, I, you know, I'm glad TP mentioned it because it was something that, you know, I was thinking about for a while too. And it's unfortunate that these on-air personalities are, are feeling the brunt of it. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean – so much to, TV, I still love my state. I still love my state at the end of the day, but if I'm looking for football advice, I'm not going to Pat McAfee over a Keyshawn Johnson. If I'm looking for basketball information, I'm not looking at Stephen A. Smith or Greeny over Jalen Rose and Jay Will. Like, yeah. you guys have played basketball on a higher level than all of these dudes, and you guys are going back yeah. to the crock pot. Like, like the, whatever. This is what right. they want to do. It's fine. Like I was always heard the slogan, sink or swim. And I guarantee the Titanic story is still amongst us. And so people want to go out there with their little submersible, the hair continues. It's on. It's going on. Hey, yeah, and I, 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 don't, I, I think they're trying more. to bank. Hold on one second. I, I feel like they're trying to bank on McAfee's name to bring some of these viewers back. That's why you're paying him all this money. 
I'm not tuning into ESPN for McAfee. I could care less. I didn't listen to it before. Me neither. So, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Now, I, I think that one sad thing about Susie Culver, too, and you mentioned him earlier when I first heard that, I was like, I think that she's my last on-air link with Stuart Scott that was left. Yeah. Yeah. Because they like, Kenny, Kenny Mayne left already, too, right? So I was like, that's my last mm-hmm. on-air link to Stuart Scott. And I just, I, like you no, mentioned those. No, no, you got one more. Steve, Steve Levy, Steve, Steve's still there. Steve's still around. Oh, yeah, he was still Yeah, you're, yeah right. you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He wasn't on with him as but, much as some of them, though, but, yeah, he was on there a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that those the heydays of, of ESPN when those voices, those personalities with Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick, and, and you know Kenny Mayne, you know Stuart Scott, those guys built what the, these guys are standing on now. Um, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy when you think back about it. But uh, call number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Hopefully it gets solved. You know what I mean. Hopefully they figure it out. I just I don't know. I'm just not tuning in, Pete, Pat, Pat McAfee. You know what I mean. I just it's not. It's just not why I'm why I'm going to subscribe to ESPN. And I think that's what they're banking on. Um, whatever. We'll see how it goes. But um, MLB, let's talk a little MLB and then and close it off because I, I promised the, the missus I wouldn't stay on too long. I, I can't play all night. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, the the, the MLB All-Star Game um, and, and the, the Home Run Derby um, you basically uh, are over now, so everybody's getting that little, little day off. Um, before in, in little time off before they start back up, I think tomorrow, maybe Friday. I'm not sure, um, but um, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, it, it's disheartening. Um, the, I feel like the All Star Game. I, I watched a little bit of it. It was okay, but you know the ratings keep just going down and down and down. I think it, it got like a 3.9 rating. Uh, a little over seven million viewers, um, that, and it's down seven percent from last year. Last year was a record low, right? So last year uh, was a four point two one, and now it's even lower this year. Um, TP, what what do you think? It, I mean, I don't. I, what's the problem? Like, is it the game? Is it the the players that aren't marketed as as well as they should be? I mean, Otani's the show, but. I, I, what's, why are people, I mean, I'm not as interested as I used to be. Why is the All-Star game just suffering? Everything you said is all wrapped in one. Um, We don't have the players that we had of yesteryear. We don't have the same support. We're not the kids of today. When we were, we honored those players. This is the era of technology. These kids are stuck in the tablets and cell phones and, streaming devices, television, they, they're on to everything. They're not into the game like how we were. I could I could still remember back when we were kids, well, I could just name my childhood. We would play wiffle ball, and everybody thought they were Tony Gwynn or Kevin Mitchell. I don't even know if y'all remember who Kevin Mitchell was. But, you know, I Rob Dibble. Everybody, everybody thought that they were somebody out there trying to make something happen on the field. Them kids don't even have that in their mind. The majority of these kids are probably being forced to go play the sport. It crushed me at one point. Um, you know, one of the Stanford High basketball coaches, uh, where he ended up, he's a, the head coach of New Canaan basketball. He's like my brother, Danny Melzer. He was coaching Stanford High. He said, Ty, you know, when we played 
we had to fight for space on the end line to get ready to run. He said, I had to go around school and beg kids to try out for three weeks. I'm like, that's disgusting. So you got to think about how the era is now of kids not ha- having that importance to be in front of the TV and watch the, the great players of today, let alone the names aren't as shock value as it was last year, I, I mean, of yesteryear, where you had your Griffies, your Bonds, your Maguires, your Mo Vaughn, well, I'm a Connecticut kid, so Mo Vaughn out of Norwalk. Like, you you had all of you guys coming in here doing something. Like, you have Shohei coming in here dominating the game, and people don't even give him the, the price of admission. They don't even go out there and support him out there in Anaheim. And this dude is the MVP for this year, I think. I think he's the MVP this year. He he don't, nobody even feels that uh, that stadium at all, at all. So it's like it, it's tough. It's a tougher era of sport right now. You're gonna need a a, a Michael Jordan the fourth to fall out the sky and fall into baseball. You're gonna need a, a Ken Griffey the seventh to fall out of the sky and fall into center field. Like this is what's gonna take for these numbers to grow. Otherwise, it's just gonna be a a player that we as purists know, but not your you know day-to-day household name person isn't going to know, you know, Rodriguez, or, well, I can't say, you know, not A-Rod, but Rod out of Seattle and, you know, new names right now. <laughs> right. Just, just, just to say a couple, you know. So it's a different era, just to say the least. Yeah. I, I, it is. It's like it's the game – it has stars, but not marketable stars. It's not as exciting as basketball or football. You know, I mean, my brother played against Mo Vaughn at when he was at Norwalk High. He said he was. Can you imagine? My brother played second base, and Mo Vaughn, big lefty, like he he said he had to stand out in the outfield. That's how hard he used to hit the ball with the the metal bat. Like he was, impre- he was in- incredible. He was impressive. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're talking about, right? It's just these stars that, you know, we grew up. We had Frank Thomas and Ken Griffey, um, you know, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. They were larger than life names. Tony Gwynn was my favorite baseball player. Now these guys, I, I can't can't pick half of them out of a lineup, to be honest with you. Mike, record low ratings for the Midsummer Classic. What do you got for me? <clears throat> If you're there, you're on I think that, yeah, I, I think that uh, the, I think the, the, the numbers. Well, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, the numbers suggest in the, the kitchen. Uh, the numbers suggest that uh, the numbers suggest that baseball is doing well, just not on the All-Star game itself. I mean, there really is an influx of uh, influx of a lot of young talent uh, coming into this game now, and guys that could be generational guys. Then we start talking about once again. I think with uh, I think with baseball, we're in a transition time. You got some veterans that are going to still be around for a little while, but like it's a it's a new generation of guys coming into this league. I think that are going to make it exciting. Uh, I I think that all the reasons that are that you listed definitely contribute to a lower rating, but I also think that it's not. Uh, I, I don't think the game is is really bad off ratings wise. I think people are streaming or getting baseball through lots of other platforms too outside of standard TV as well. Uh, baseball has really been pretty big on, on that over the last, uh, over the last little bit. And it's continued to grow. Yeah. I mean, I, I Shohei is the show, you know, and I, he, he, I don't think he pitched. I don't think he pitched. Um, no, he did not. It's, it's, he said he wasn't going to. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like that's why you would want to tune into the All-Star game, to have him pitch, and he didn't pitch, you know. Like, it's hard to market these stars. Aaron Judge hurt, wasn't there, you know. Like, it's it's these All-Star games are, are, are just bad in general. Like, I think the baseball is probably the most competitive, but the the hardest to watch. I, it, it's crazy. Like, football is a joke. They have totally changed the format, which I kind of digged a little bit. I kind of like the, the flat football aspect of the NFL ones because it's better than the Pro Bowl. But NBA basketball is just a layup line. It's a joke. I mean, TP, like, I, I, I don't watch the hockey all-star game at all, but, I mean, out of the four sports, like, which which all-star game is probably the only one that you would watch if you had to pick? Um, we'll talk between NBA and MLB, um, because the MLB, it's still a baseball game. They still got to hit it, and it ain't like the pitcher throwing, like, meatballs, so that's different. And the NBA, like, they're bull crap in the first two, three quarters, but once the fourth quarter comes, they don't want to lose because they know the bonus is involved, so then they start playing the and a good offer come. I just don't like the fact that it'll get to a, a point total. So they'll be like first one to 181 wins. It's like no, don't do that. Just just let them play to the the, the end of the you know the clock at the end of the day. But it still has right. some of its engagement toward me and and other fans that do like it. But um, to me the worst the Pro Bowl, especially last year, not this year that just went past, but last year they were literally with Mac Jones. Is a Mac Jones rookie season? They were literally playing two-hand touch with full pads. I'm talking about shoulder pads, leg pads. They had all their pads that were playing two-hand touch. Stop it. I'm I'm from the era where Sean Taylor lit up the punter on the sideline. I'm from the era where Barry was shaking people out their shoes. Man, stop this. The the Pro Bowl from being in Hawaii to bringing it to Florida and putting it in Vegas, like, disgusting. I'm I'm ready to throw Mm -hmm. up now. No. Don't do that. But to me, MLB and NBA are, like, tied for me. I watch both. Yeah, I, I think baseball is a little bit more competitive. I can't watch the basketball. It, it, like, I can't. I lose total interest with the first three quarters. I could care less about the last quarter. It's just it's gotten to the point where it's disgusting to watch because I'm, I'm from the era where Jordan wanted to go at everybody. You know, Magic hitting the shot in Orlando. That's, that's what I'm used to, and I can't with this. Mike, which one do you like the most real quick? I probably like I probably like baseball only because uh, you get to see some lineups and some pretty cool guys and see them kind of react together and it's kind of a fun thing. But I I think they both I mean none of them are super super exciting. I, I think that sometimes what can make the what can make baseball when boring though is you get the most dominant pitchers sometimes from each uh, league as well. And I mean the old adage in baseball is good pitching beats good hitting, and so. I mean, sometimes if those guys are really on and you're having to face some of the best that the game has to offer, like, it can be tough to really, uh, you know, do damage. Um, and so, I, you know, I think last night was cool to have a, a a guy that has played the game for a long time, has kind of done it the right way and been a backup at times and whatever else and persevered. He makes the all-star game, what, he's the MVP because he had a game-winning home run. Like, he couldn't have written that. He could have made a lot of money if he picked the VSD out to be the MVP. Uh, you know, three days ago. So, I mean, those kinds of things and, and those stories are kind of cool for the sport. So, I probably like baseball the best. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's more. I guess it's more watchable for me. 
Um, real quick, and then I, I, I'll close the shop, TP. Um, so Victor Wembyana, we got it right, Wembyana. <laughs> Sirius was calling. Who's your mama? Oh, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. There's no Yana. There's no N at the end. It's Yam. It's an M. It's a with an yeah, M. Yeah, Webin Webin Yana. Webin Yana. Yama. 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 Like like mom. Like mom. <laughs> not Yana. Like like Where Yana. No. Women Yama. Yeah, right. They're all crazy. They all go crazy. The first pick of the draft, Victor. All right, Victor. <laughs> he said he came out and they asked him about the, you know, his first two games. You know, his first game wasn't as good. The second game was really good. Asked him about uh, the difference between European and NBA play, and they said, you know, European game is a lot more physical. NBA game is uh, very wide open, uh, a lot of space. So, um, you know, it, it, I think he, he's starting to adapt to it a little bit better. But, um TP, did you what did you think about his combat saying that you know it's the NBA game's not as physical? He's playing in the summer league. Everybody's trying to stay clean so they can make the league. You're seeing it right now. It's gonna get different when he starts playing real games. Like they listen, they were bumping him. He grabbed his throat in that first game against Charlotte. Like he he thought that he got fouled on the defensive side of the ball when he was in the way because Brandon Miller crossed him up. Like. No, it, it's it's just funny just to watch him respond right now. You have not seen anything yet. That's why they shut him down right now because I don't think they want to let too much out of the bag because he's still raw and they have to work with him. I don't think he's ready to go into this league and start dominating. Like That's why I want him to just play ball and not have to worry about it and just become a natural talent, not like what they're forcing him to be, this spectacle. And he's not showing up because in the first game he had nine points. The second game he scored 27, but it was against the Blazers. It's like – still in the summer league. When have the Blazers ever played defense? Like, they're still getting slapped around now. Like, I'm not buying that. The pop knows what's going on right now. And Victor can say what he wants to until he gets midseason and he's averaging 24 points a game. Until we see that, none of this really matters at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the game is, is, is going to be more physical once he gets into a real – you know, real games. This is summer league against guys. You know, one or two years into the league. You know, it's going to be different when you're going against like you know Draymond Green and these guys. But, um, uh, Mike, what did you think about Wembyama's comments about the uh, the physicality in Europe as opposed to the NBA? Uh, I think it's probably accurate based on the summer league. Like you said, I think it'd be a different level. Uh, what I was more interested in is hearing him say like uh, he, like he hasn't done a whole lot. Like just kind of leading up, so he felt like like the first game he was kind of catching up and felt like he was kind of run, running himself back into shape, and he felt better in the second game. Uh, I mean, obviously played a little bit better, but I mean, at the end of the day, this is a long term uh, solution, and they want to take it slowly. That's all they need to see. We're gonna, we don't need to see any more right now. Uh, let's wait and you know bring it to to camp in the fall. So, I, and I agree with that too. Like you just got him out there, got him exposed a little bit, and. You know, uh, we'll see. Got him introduced into the speed of the game in a summer league, but that ain't nothing compared to uh, what it's going to be like. You know, running it out on a regular basis. But so uh, it'll it'll be fun to watch him. Yeah, I think it'll be fun too. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot different once you get against these real players. Um, but you know, I, listen, he's not wrong. It is it is a spaced out game. You know, a lot of space to operate as opposed to the um, the European style of basketball. So. 
because a lot of people want to get around the three-point line and shoot. So it's just a different game. So we'll see how that goes. Mike, thanks for calling in. Give us a quick, quick plug. Let's get out of here. SportsCityChef.com's website, blog. We got some. I got a finger food coming out as well. Check out our shows 9 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays and Thursdays. On Tuesdays mornings, football season leads up. 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings for Thomas Sunday morning brunch. I get to co-host with with uh, the head honcho, Mr. TP. Thank you, man. Without you, wouldn't be here. Villain, all the chefs, much respect. Les les bon temps roulés. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Listen, thank you to PHIPL. Uh, get to their website. Use that promo code CHEFS. Get 15% off that order. Shout out to Cav and, and Taj on, on the hooks and, and, and the bars or on our intro show. Make sure you get to their websites and, and get their music. Uh, download their content. SportsCityChefs.com. We're doing big things. We got a lot of things planned, man. We're cooking some some nice things for y'all, man. Y'all don't know what we got cooking for y'all. Y'all better be. Pay attention. Pay attention. But, uh, you know, I can't close the, the way TP closed. I always let him have the last word. TP, timeless. You know how to do it, man. Get us out of here. Oh, it's time for us to go. We're going to kiss this night. Everybody enjoy your summertime classic, man. We got a lot of stuff going around. Baseball comes back tomorrow and Friday. They get to enjoy their little four-day vacation and back to the second half of the season. I am so happy. Shout out to the Thunder and Chet Holmgren. I'm going to say this here and now. Chet Holmgren's career might look better than KD's throughout the OKC run. I said it here and now. He puts on another nine pounds. Pressure. Pressure, that's all I'm going to say. But right now, he's still raw. He's still, what, 19, 20 years old. He got the same start, same static. I'm feeling some way in the words of Jay-Z in 2000. I'm focused, man. Tell them chefs to holler at me, man. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. To so tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.